Hope you're doing good, man. So I just wanted to share just a few thoughts on the documentary. I actually just finished watching it yesterday. Um, and yeah, just to share a few thoughts. Uh, I really, really enjoyed the first half. So like the first three hours, it was focused on exposing a, a lot of the lies that we were taught, right? The main one being, uh, you know, our our planet, the solar system, um, and NASA and all that kind of stuff, right? So I really enjoyed that, going a little bit more into detail and, and history. Uh, the second part, he starts talking about the giant trees and the Nephilim. Uh, I've heard about them, but, you know, the, the giants. But anyways, I kind of looked into it a little bit more. And, you know, it's possible. It is possible. Like, I don't know. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts, too. But the, the important thing is you don't have to believe in, in everything you see. You know what I'm saying? But to be exposed to different theories and different possible truths, I think it's healthy. But, you know, the corrupt elite, what they try to do is they try to prevent people from being exposed to any other theories you know, let's say we have 50 theories about health. There's only one theory, and it's the germ theory. And through that, they control you, vaccinate you, mask you, depopulate you. You know what I'm saying? Crush you, drug poison you. So regardless of whether it's true or not, I, I really enjoy watching these type of documentaries because it expands your mind. You know, like the effect it had on me after watching the documentary is almost like a like a, an expansion of the mind. I was a little overwhelmed with so much information because I watched the whole thing in, in one day, believe it or not, or two days. And, and a greater appreciation for our existence and the creation of God, essentially. One of the other things I appreciated, so you'll notice that there's a Christian theme to it, um, which I appreciate, as you know, uh, we, we as Baha'is, we believe in Christ. We believe in all the religions of the past. And one of the things I liked is he didn't dismiss any religions. You know, he actually used it for his arguments, um, to support his arguments. Because in fact, what he says is true. Like he's on point. Because all the religions and many cultures which were influenced by the different religions, they, they all speak the same truth. You know, if you dig deep enough, you'll see that they all speak the same truth, just, to, you know, in different ways, different languages, uh, according to the capacity of the people of their age. So I really liked that as well, because again, we, we Baha'is, we believe in the concept of progressive revelation, that all these divine luminaries come from the same source. So I enjoyed that. Um, what else did he talk about? He talked about... Oh, oh, the North Pole. You know what I'm saying? That that intrigues me. You know, that's possible. And, and you know, I'll be the first to say I've always... I, I used to always tell my friends and family that you better believe that the corrupt elite, they have islands and, and pieces of land, you know, exclusively for themselves. Because they can. You know, they have all the money in the world. They have private jets. Why wouldn't they? You know what I'm saying? And we have so many places on the planet that is off limits. You try to 
go there with a boat or a plane, you, you're going to get shot down. So is it hard to believe that the elites of the world, the Bill Gates and, you know, the George Soros and the Rockefellers and whatnot, the Rothschilds, is it hard to believe that you, you think they wouldn't have uh, separate countries reserved just for themselves? Of course they would. Who wouldn't? If I was an elite, I would. You know, it's very easy to understand. So anyways, I found that very intriguing and it's quite possible. I, I'm inclined to believe that, but I, hey, I haven't seen it with my own eyes. So, so I thought that was really cool too. But anyways, it kind of got mystical in the second half, which some people appreciate. I do too, you know. There was an emphasis on dark forces opening up a dark hole, like to, to unleash the devil and all that kind of stuff. And that's the only thing that we Baha'is don't believe in. Um, they may be doing that because they're part of a cult and they believe in that, like Voldemort. Like if they resuscitate the devil, then they will be rewarded. You know what I'm saying? Um, but we as Baha'is, you know, we believe that basically, and I know you know this, it's this concept of that darkness is merely the absence of light. You cannot fear it and you shouldn't fear it. And that the solution is merely basically bringing back the light in you. Be the change you want to see. If each one of us connects to the source of light and, and our, our inner beings become illuminated, then uh, everything gets solved essentially. It's the terrain theory of disease. When the purity of every cell is restored, the electric charge between the cells is restored. Oxygen levels, alkalinity, you know what I'm saying? Health is restored in the body. So every cell plays a huge role. When the terrain is compromised, that allows for parasites and, and fungus and whatnot to hijack the system. So killing the parasites is not the solution. It's the alteration, the restoration of the alkaline design of the body, which will make the, the terrain an inhabitable, inhospitable place for, for infections and whatnot. So as a human race, the system is, is such that um, power attracts corrupt people. You see what I'm saying? So if you, if you get rid of the Bill Gates and, and the Rothschilds and whatnot, other ones will take their place because the system is vulnerable. It allows for and in fact promotes corrupt a narcissist. If you're not corrupt or narcissist and willing to crush the 99%, you'll never get promoted to get up there by those who control uh, the, the positions of power. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like a ritual. Yeah, and you have to prove yourself every step of the way that you're willing to crush your fellow human beings and rape children and drink their blood and all that kind of nonsense. But um, anyways... So I did, oh, oh, the other thing I appreciated was his, his emphasis on frequency and vibration, which I'm sure you've heard about, with, which Nikola Tesla talked about. If you want to understand the universe, think in terms of frequency, energy, and vibration. And I, I just feel that even as a natural, you know, healthcare practitioner, I've had such a huge love for this topic and passion, but I feel that I want to dive even more you know, deeper into this and just implement it in my life. You know, I have frequency machines. I have two 
uh, frequency generators, uh, different companies, different types. Not only just frequencies like from, from a machine, but when you think about bees, like you talked about the bees, when you think about nature, when you think about the sun, the sun has a frequency. And we're told, you know, divine scripture, the word of God, he talked about the word of God. And I really, I really enjoyed that, you know, that he said, be and everything came into existence. The vibration of the word of God. And this I believe in as well. When one begins to recite the word of God, you know, with the beautiful voice and you chant it, sometimes you recite it. And through the recitation, you hear back to it. We have a lot of scripture that talks about the power of the vibrations of the recitation of the Word of God. The effect it has on one's soul, on one's body, on one's surroundings, you know. And so this is a topic I'm, I'm hugely passionate about. And, and it kind of, you know, kind of just um, emphasizes the importance of tuning into that frequency of God, essentially, through His Word on a daily basis, like we're told to. If we don't, we lose our power. We're no longer connected. Because just like the sun emits its life-giving frequencies on the planet, the spiritual sun also emits a frequency. Not only do we have to turn towards it like the flower does to the sun, but the other key uh, aspect is we need to be in tune to be able to receive it, to vibrate to that same frequency. You know what I'm saying? Like a receiver. Like Nikola Tesla said that he was a receiver in line with those frequencies and he was receiving all of these inventions from the world of the unseen to the world of the visible, to the world of the seen. And this is something that we're, we're taught in divine scripture as well. Uh, at least in the Baha'i writings, it's all over the place where he says, you, your heart has to be pure. You can't be attached to the you know, things of this world and, and um, you cannot allow passion and desire to quench your potentialities, you know, your flame, your, your, your high destiny, etc. And so we're constantly reminded, he says, that you have to cast out the enemy from your heart so that the friend may enter therein. He says that thy heart is my home, sanctify it for my descent. One has to purify their hearts from all the desires and nasty things of this world um, so that he can enter therein. And, and this is one way of saying you got to tune yourself to source so that you can vibrate to its frequencies and experience the magic that is life that you've been created for. So this is something that we're all human. You know, we all have attachments and, and vices and addictions. And this is something that really excites me to be alive is to explore uh, this, this journey becoming more pure and detached and purge oneself of all of the things of this world, fear, anxiety, uh, lust, um, what's it called, uh, gluttony. Um, you know, sloth, all of these things, free oneself from as much as that as possible and start tuning into the frequencies of the Lord. Anyways, I thought I'd share that with you, just a couple thoughts of my own. And uh, anyways, have a good one. We'll talk soon, I'm sure, after you, after you watch the, the documentary.